0: Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients with your host, Joel Miner. Listening to the show, you'll learn how to avoid the unnecessary pain and avoidable costs that commonly occur in the building and renovating process. Joel will also inspire you with his
1: knowledge, experience and ideas on how to make your home a place to suit your lifestyle for years to come. And we're back with Andrew Quadrio from Quadrio Building Services, another episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. We we're just having an interesting conversation of a few things about Andrew. Just went and visited a passive house today. Um, he's been doing a fair bit in, or fair bit of involvement with the passive house, and we thought we'd we had a conversation about this last week. We were talking about something else, and we've sort of got sidetracked and started talking about passive topic. houses and got off topic. And uh, Andrew absolutely loves this stuff. Um, I love it too because it's it's so interesting, and it's I think it's going to be the way of the future, and in, in a not so distant future as well. Um, because the way houses get built now and the way they're going to get built in the future is is going to be a lot more energy efficient and uh, a lot more comfortable to live in. But we were talking about the heat exchange system, which probably sounds a little bit technical, but um, Andrew went and visited a passive house today and he was just telling me about a few things that some of the details about this and how how much involved and uh, actually how excited he gets about it when you start talking to tell him about it as well. So tell us a bit of info about what you' seen did. And went and saw today. Yeah, good everybody. Welcome
0: back to our podcast. Uh, thanks for listening again. Um, yes, visited. Got the pleasure to visit a passive house. Um, actually, was in. Funny, I didn't say before, but it was actually in the neighbourhood where I actually grew up. It's only about five minutes from my childhood home. Um, so it was funny to um, you know drive around there and then tell the, tell the guys that took me there I said oh, I used to live around the corner and went to school around the corner and that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, it was that was funny. But uh, yeah, had the pleasure of visiting a passive house in const- uh, under construction today. Um, almost finished. They're actually moving in week after the next, I think she said. Um, so most of the detailing that sort of nerds me out sort of thing and gets gets me sort of excited was covered was covered up so i was like oh okay right so i got but i did get to see the few things i did get to see were were pretty awesome so i did get to see um the um double glazed um hybrid windows so the timber on the inside and clad on the outside with aluminium so the durable on the outside being aluminium um you never have to paint them like your aluminium windows you normally have in your house now um but the timber on the inside so what that does is it timber is a much better um insulator than aluminium is aluminium is a very good conductor of of heat and electricity um so because i suppose al-
1: aluminium i know i've done this on cars and stuff as well and aluminium can transfer heat really really quickly
0: extremely well yeah yeah it's it's an extremely well good conductor that that and gold and copper are, you know the three of the best um as you can sort of most people sort of know that already, but um, they're terrible for windows. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like you go and touch, especially in wintertime, you go and touch your aluminium framed windows on a cool day or a cool morning and they're freezing cold. And that's why people get condensation on the inside of their windows because the, the surface temperature of the glass and the, and the aluminium is so cold that, and the humidity in the room is high, so high that it condensates on the, on the um, window because it's the same as a beer glass. And you get, yeah. you, you pour cold water into a glass and then leave it outside in the in the sun, and it gets water, it gets condensation on the outside. Yep. Exactly the same thing, because the stuff on the inside, or in this case of the, the windows on the outside, is cold, and the inside is warm, so you get condensation, which is actually really really bad for you. Um, you know, if you get condensation, from, if the condensation sits there for more than three days, you get mold growth, and that mold spores in the air creates you know all sorts of respiratory respiratory problems. And the the way that that's that's way that that's um, uh, counteracted in a passive house is that super the, the windows are super insulated. So, for example, the frame itself is a timber frame. So timber being a terrible conductor of heat and a good insulator because it's so dense and it's got so much air in it. Um, it doesn't let so much heat come through the window frame like an aluminium one does. But the problem is it's not, a, it's not very good outside. So they what they do is they clad the outside of yeah. the timber frame in aluminium so it looks good from the outside. It's durable, right? But then it's because it's the aluminium and the, and the um, timber are together the, and the timber is on the inside, it doesn't transfer that cold or the heat from inside out. Cold. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a
1: big thing. I talk to a lot of people about is they want a l- low maintenance on the outside because yep. timber looks awesome, whether it's painted, stained, it to, or whatever, yeah. looks so cool. But the maintenance to the, to and the, the, the cost, yeah, the cost <laughs> that goes <laughs> with it is ridiculous. Like, yeah. you know, even I talk to people about, you know, buying, you know, someone might want to buy a house that's not super handy. Um, you know, they they know a little bit about, you know tools and whatnot as well but they're not they're not the sort of person that would fix a house and they go what sort of house should i buy and i'm like just don't buy something on stumps that's weatherboard go buy a low set brick because like there's no maintenance like yeah, that's right. you don't have to look after it it's considering to a queenslander it's quite well insulated yeah, um, yeah that's right. and it's it's easy to look after and if you do decide to rent it out later on well then you don't have that issue where yeah. you, you go that other direction and you buy something on stumps with you know, old Queenslander-style looking home. Weather water, It's, it's if goes five years. freezing in winter and it's so hot in summer. It's like, because there's nothing inside of it. Yeah, that's right. You're it's a bit of
0: timber that's, that's 20 mil thick. To yeah. Run into it's, it's no good.
1: Yeah. And I, I suppose people who don't know, like I know we probably touched on this last week, but people who don't know about passive house, what exactly is a passive house?
0: Passive house is a building standard that is uh, the highest building standard, h- highest level of building standard on in the world at the moment. Um, and it is based on five, I think it was last week, but it's based on five core principles. So um, uh, super insulated wall, uh, super insulated building envelope, so walls, floor and ceiling. Um, uh, but they call passive house certified windows and doors. So they're, um, air sealed and usually double or triple glazed. Triple glazed is actually more common than double. Um, you might think that's strange, but most of the um, is in Australia. There's one manufacturer in Australia, the two manufacturers in Australia that do um, passive house certified windows. Uh, one is is timber, com- uh, timber um, they do, sorry. One does timber aluminium composite and one does uh, UPVC windows. Um, but most of it comes from Europe, so Germany or Poland or Switzerland, and they 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 are um, triple glazing is a standard for them. Um, double glazing is a special order, so that's why they're most of the time they're triple glazed. Um, uh, a thermal bridge free design, which a thermal bridge is, is um, uh, like your aluminium window frames that we were just talking about. That's a th- what they call a thermal bridge to from. Inside from inside condition to outside condition, so we try and minimise them as much as possible because it's a it's a way that heat gets either out or in to the to the building. Um, so they get in, they get super insulated, and then they have the last thing is we have um, a heat recovery ventilation system so that we control the air in and out of the house. Um, and that's one of the things that that I saw um, was able to see today was the heat recovery ventilation system. So many people think that. Um, and many builders believe it too, that a building needs to breathe. And that is true. It does need to breathe, but it needs to be controlled. It doesn't, opening a window is not controlling the, the ventilation of a house. That's just working on a guess and you can't control how much is coming in for one. You can't control the moisture content. You can't control the, the, um, the temperature of that air. If you can do those three things, then your, your house becomes so much more healthy for one. Um, controllable and uh, uh, and comfortable for the occupants um, because you can control it and because you can um, dictate what comes in and out. Um, so the heat recovery ventilation system, what, what it does is pulls, it. it's a little tiny fan that runs on, it literally runs on $50 a year, this fan. Um, that's all it costs to run it for an entire year. Uh, and what it does is it draws air from outside puts it through a so it pulls air from outside puts it through a filter right and it goes through what they call a heat exchange so what happens is when it brings air in it then filters it and then it goes through um it's a bit like a honeycomb setup um where that where the exhaust air coming from inside um which is warm right uh part the, the two air paths don't the the, the the air particles physically don't cross but they cross between two sort of plastic or between a plastic membrane and it transfers the heat between the two and the, the to be passive house certified component it's got to be uh, more than a 75 percent heat transfer um, so in in lay terms if you have a zero degree air coming into the house and 20 degree air being taken out of the house when they cross They they transfer seventy five percent of those degrees across, so you get five degree air going out, and twenty and fifteen degree air coming into the home. So, what what the heat so more explanation of the heat recovery system is that a ventilation system is it draws air from the outside into the unit right at the same time it draws air out of the house, right they get both get filtered, they heat heat exchange and then they both get the incoming air gets pushed into the living spaces. So um, uh, living rooms, bedrooms, study, um, d- dining room, uh, uh, office, that sort of stuff. Um, and then it gets exhausted, it gets drawn or the exhaust air get, comes from your service room. So um, bathrooms, uh, storerooms, kitchen, laundry, that sort of stuff gets, that's where the air gets taken from. Yeah. And that gets, goes back into the heat exchange, back into the ventilation system. so.
1: So it's literally like a big filtered air con with yep. way yep. that's way but it, doesn't, have it. it doesn't
0: it doesn't, actually cool or heat the air artificially. So, it so it doesn't naturally, the, it does it naturally. It does it via heat exchange.
1: Yep. And um, uh, I seen and one then, of your store, sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Go. I seen one of your stories on Instagram today, I was watching and, um, going back to that triple glaze or double glaze stuff, uh, for windows. Some of the seals and stuff that were involved in just that one sliding door were were pretty mm. cool.
0: Yeah, because the um. So I think I left off the, well, uh, my five principles is that one is an airtight building envelope. It's yeah, very, that was very, the first well, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yep. um, uh, that that and the heat recovery uh, ventilation system work hand in hand because if you can't ventilate a you can't ventilate a building properly if you're going to pump all that air out of the building through leaking windows and doors and see and, and walls and that sort of stuff and building components because um, there's no point you're just wasting energy you're wasting time so it has to be a super tight um air and uh, building envelope in terms of air tightness so you literally i was standing in that with there's people working in this house today i did i didn't do a story on it, but i did a video on it the people working in this house today and There was half a dozen people working in the house trying to finish off the tiling and floor topping and that sort of stuff. But I was upstairs at one stage in one of the bedrooms and it was so quiet and so serene in this bedroom. Like I wasn't even looking out the window. I just walked in and went, instantly I went,
1: oh, this is quiet.
0: Yeah, this is, wow. Just sort of stopped and it got quiet downstairs for a second and I was like, I'm relaxed all of a sudden. It was a strange feeling, but then I said sort of, it sort of dawned on me. I'm like, I've got such a such a thick building envelope around me. There's no air. There's no air moving around in here because the heat recovery ventilation system wasn't on. So there's no air moving around me here, and there's no noise from outside. And it was a comfortable temperature. It wasn't even like it, it hasn't even been warmed up yet, but. It, wasn't a, it was a warm day in Sydney today, but it was. I walked in. It was a comfortable temperature for me to stand in a T-shirt and a pair of shorts. And it was a very strange feeling, as I said, to start with. But then I sort of realized, well, I've got all these things that are, make, that, are, that are designed for comfort. And I've walked in and I've instantly felt it. It was a very strange, like, because I've never been to one before, it was a very strange feeling. So I walked in, I literally walked in and went, oh, wow. And then mm. someone cracked a window. The f- funny thing as well, some, because it's such an airtight building envelope, when someone cracks a window, the wind f- flies through because there's no other.
1: It can't get in anywhere else.
0: Yeah, it can't get anywhere else. So it, it flies through in that point. And it's just like, as soon as you shut it, as soon as you shut the door again, I was like, oh, it's back to being really quiet. <laughs> it's like, it was almost like opening a door while your car's going and then shutting it again. And so you go, oh, oh, oh that's, that's better.
1: better. That's better. It like, but it was a
0: house. It was a two-story house. It's a huge house. Yeah. Um, yeah so it was it was pretty awesome so, so the windows are so going back to your point the windows have to have all the sliding door in that story that i showed the sliding the sliding doors and windows everything op- that opens out of the building needs to be air sealed so it needs to have it has a triple it has a three a three part seal to the to, to the um the window the operable section of the was a sliding door of the sliding door itself um and you could like, even though I wasn't locking it, as soon as it hit the, as soon as it hit the jam, um, the the difference you could not hear outside. You couldn't hear the wind outside. You couldn't hear the birds in the trees. You could hear the trees rustling, and then as soon as you shut it, it was full, gone, silence. It was just yeah, that's insane. It was, was amazing. It was amazing to, to to see, and and the thing is, people might be thinking, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, that's all great, but double glazing and you know, air tightness and and ventilation system and all this sort of stuff. That's money, 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 money. The extra over cost is about 8 to 12%. So if you're looking at spending, if you're going to buy a new home and you're looking at spending, if you're going to build a new home, you're going to spend $800,000 on a new home. What's like, honestly, what's another 80 to get a house that's going to last you going to outlast you the build quality on the on the passive house will outlast a human right they get their are guaranteed the building products you put into it like some of the tapes and that sort of stuff have a get have a hundred year guarantee on them and because there's very little the heat recovery ventilation system is the only moving part that you have to replace and they've they've got guarantees of like 25 years and, and no, normally, if you know, they last 25 the, years, all then the, just... all, the, all the other components are passive. They're not moving parts. They're all still once they're in place. That's it. They never move again. The first passive house that was built in Germany 30 years ago still performs like it does, still performs today like it did when it was built 30 years ago. So it's, it's quite exactly a the
1: new technology.
0: Yeah. 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 But it's pro but it's, the thing is that it's, it's, it's not guesswork. It's proven, and it's constantly being refined, and updated. Um, and every every, every all of, all the practitioners around the world are being retrained by the International Pastif House Institute to keep up with the updates. Yeah, right. um, and so it's it's um, like the, the 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 for me because I know a lot about it, and and this is why I like talking about it, is because I'm not trying to get the message across to people that. Yes, at the moment it is a, it is more expensive than conventional building, but the benefits that I can see far outweigh the extra cost. And I think we touched on it last week about energy prices.
1: Um, yes, we did.
0: Yeah, that 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 a passive house uses ninety percent less energy than a than a standard Australian home. A standard, yeah, standard Australian home, um, and you can given the, the rate that, that energy prices are rising in Australia, like they're ridiculous as it is and you think they're going to go down and then you've got rocks in your head. Um, they're only going to go up. They've doubled in the last five years. There's modelling by the Australian Passive House Association that shows that um, it will only take, I think it's seven or eight years to, for the electricity prices to come up that high mm-hmm. to outweigh your initial investment in the passive house before it starts to go the other way. So you start to save money because you built a passive house eight years ago. Yeah, right. And that's that's based on energy prices rising 2% every year and they've doubled in the last five. So
1: yeah.
0: if you think it's a, that's a conservative estimate that they're only gonna rise 2%, like it's probably going to be more. So it would be quicker than eight years. So if you plan to live in your house more than eight years, then you Might should be, be a wise passive investment. house. The, the, first, the first thing you was talking about is how do we make this a passive house? Because it's going to save you money.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm interested to know what led you down this path.
0: I have had... Um, I've felt since I began my career 15 years ago as a chippy that the way we build here in Australia, here in Australia is archaic and so far behind the rest of the world is not funny. Like we built, we built houses with stud frames, like my house is stud frame, this one right here, stud frame, brick veneer on the outside or cladding or whatever. We did that when we first moved here 200 and something years ago, 230 years ago. Why are we still building the same way? Like I know it works and I know it's fine, but why are we building with, with the amount of en- that what we're doing to the environment with the amount of energy and amount of fossil fuels we're burning why we're we still building houses our biggest investment our things we spend the most time especially at the moment with COVID. why are we still building homes so badly and i so passive house has been on my radar for about 12 months or so that i've sort of know i've known about it for a long for a long time but sort of it's been been on my radar for been a bit, bit more important on my radar for the last 12 months and then i had an inquiry um from a doctor Uh, earlier in the year and we're we're now involved with the design of a passive house and it'll be one of the one of only a handful in sydney when it does when we do build it um be sort of probably beginning of next year sort of thing um and it's going to be a unbelievable project um i'm super excited about that and the thing for me and i think i've said it to you before joel that um the thing is for me it is my I don't, I, I don't think I can articulate my as yet. So my, my purpose in life yet, but I think it has something to do with leaving, leaving the environment in a better state than what we've made it. And I've always, that's always sort of resonated with me, you know, uh, the planet arc and clean up Australia Day and that sort of stuff like, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's great. But, or, you know, drive your car less so you can yeah. save on fossil fuels and that's good for some people because and they, take public transport because you, because, because it's, you know, using less fossil fuels and da, 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 less pollution. That's good for some people, but always for me, every all the all these solutions to, to, to global warming and, and fixing the environment have just not been practical for me. Call me selfish, but they've not been practical for me until passive houses come along, which is something I enjoy. I enjoy building, I enjoy doing things differently, like building things differently, yeah. and a chance to. Better people's lives in their homes and save the environment at the same time has really struck a chord with me, and has really, get, like that's why I think passive house is the how to my why in life, and the and the how to my company's per, um, just cause, which is made which is making feel people feel better in their own homes and saving the environment at the same time.
1: Yeah, definitely Use,
0: losing that's... using less energy and and more durable materials. Then you're using you know less fossil fuels to, to run your home. And then you're not gonna re- have to renew the home. Like your standard your standard project home lifespan is like twenty odd years, twenty three years now. And passive house houses minimum fifty. Guar- like guaranteed fifty years.
1: Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. And I I love right. that as and, well. And, and like... it's not
0: it's not double the cost. That's, that's no. the same before. It's not double the cost. It's be 10, 10, 10, eight and twelve percent more, depending on the size of the house and uh, the complexity of the yeah, design. Definitely, and it can, it can be less too. That's the thing yeah. that if if there are companies that there are um, uh, the one, the company we're involved with this design of this passive house that we're that we're looking at doing, um, they've got a design and construct arm of, of their passive house that's section, that's awesome. and they will be, they are able if if you have a set budget. They will be able to build you a pass- We will be able to build you a passive house for that budget. The the compromise is design. It has to be a very simple design. It can't be flamboyant and angles and this. So it has to be a box. But you can have a passive home. Yeah, we can we can build a two hundred and I was talking to him the other day we were talking, because we we're talking to another client about it and we can he wants to build about a two hundred and twenty square meter home, which is average size home, in Australia. Um. It's probably more than what people need, considering that some homes are ridiculously. Some homes are four and five hundred. I'm pricing a job at the moment. It's a thousand square meter house. Oof. Yeah, just nuts. Um, but two hundred twenty square meters is more than enough for it's two two, two adults, two kids that live in there, um, and. We're talking about only so
1: when you number. say squares there's I know there's two square meters square yeah, you're meters. square meters yeah so right, I talked talk to Wayne and Lee about this and they're always builder squares or and they do squares. my head <laughs> in and I'm trying to work <laughs> what builder square they're, they're like a freaking builder and I don't even know what builder square <laughs> is. Just a square meter, one by one. Yeah,
0: one by one, easy.
1: And then build a square. Something was like three. It's like a foot, three by three foot, ten, foot or something I it was or something. Ten foot by ten foot. Or something like, like that. It three. just 3. does 3. my head <laughs> in. Ah. Uh, and I want to jump back to something you said before with. Yep. Um, d- d- being able to leave the world in a cleaner place or a better place than you did what you found it that. I think it, uh, the the part I liked about that is that a lot of people try and find builders on price. And I think you've touched on a point there where it's not one point did you mention about price. It was more about what you can do to better someone else's life. And I think people finding that in a builder is the builder that you're after. Not not so much. Yeah,
0: if, you can find, if you can find someone you resonate with, that's what we talked about in our, in our Six Steps to Planning series. So you need to find someone that you resonate with. And someone that, that shares niches in that, common, that common area use yeah. and yeah. And, and, and can, can work out what your end result is that you want. You don't want an extension. You want the end result. You don't want a passive house. You want a comfortable home. That's healthy and it's going to save the environment.
1: Yeah, that, that's the solution that's to the, your that's problem. The,
0: that's the, well, they're the results. Yeah. The solution yeah. is passive house.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can they solve the problem?
0: Yeah, that's right. The, yeah. the solution is passive house. The problem is I feel uncomfortable. It's unhealthy, and I'm not. I'm, I'm polluting the environment. Yeah,
1: and my energy so that, bills too
0: high. And my energy bills too high. Yeah. So. The, the to me, and like I'm going to put out. I want to put a button. Put out a bunch more messages about this. Is that passive house should be the first thought you have when you go to build, even when you go to re, um, renovate your home and extend your home. Like you can still. There's a standard. It's it's not as good as a new build passive home, but you can, that you can't expect it to be because you're not designing it from the very get go to be a passive house. So there's some there's some leniency with thermal bridging and that sort of stuff. Um, but your first thought should be how can I make this a passive house because it's all possible and it's not a huge expense. The expense is offset very very quickly. And if you're going to spend more than you know, lots of lots of people that I speak to. Are going to spend 15, 20, 25 years in this house. Some people are going to, like I've looked at it with some people, um, and they're uh, my age, the mid 30s, and that's this, the home that we're renovating from, that's it. That's They're not going to move again. So they want to spend like the next 40, 50 years in this house. So why not? if you're going to spend 50 years in a house or 40 years in a house, why aren't, why aren't you going for something that's, oh, that's going a to cost you less? Yeah, it's more sustainable. It's going to cost you less in, the long, in, in a very short amount of time. It's going to start costing you less than what it was if you didn't go passive house. So my, my mission is to, is to try and educate people as to why that should be their first thought. How do I make this more efficient for me? How do I make this cost less for me um, uh, in, over time?
1: yeah that's that's awesome i think that's really good because a lot of people don't yeah a lot of people probably don't even know not not think of it but don't even know about it to be honest
0: yeah yeah it's it's very it, it is growing rapidly but it's still very very much unknown
1: yeah definitely so in australia and the benefits
0: for like lots of people lots of people talk about um you know, oh, why? What's, what's the point? We have such good we, we have such good weather, here. and I completely agree. We have such good weather in this country. It's not it's like we're completely blessed. We should be more grateful for how good the weather is in this country, even in some of the cold places. You know, Tassie and Vic and Victoria and that sort of stuff. Like, we should be incredibly grateful for the weather we have because it doesn't get to minus 30 and that sort of stuff. And I've touched on it last week that you know they build passive houses in in Canada where it's minus 35 outside and 20 degrees inside. Like a fifty five degree that's, temperature difference. That's
1: that's pretty yeah, that's massive. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. With with a with only the equivalent the the and their heater to heat the house is only the size of a hairdryer.
1: Compared to the house.
0: Yeah, compared to the size like it's a an hundred and eighty square meter house, four bedroom house. And they've got a hairdryer heating it. Definitely. That's it. And uh ridiculous isn't it like that's just like that's it's still like i I know all about it i know well i don't know all about it i know lots about it and that still baffles me like like how the hell does that work but because they have such thick insulation on the outside of the walls of such good windows they're so well big blanket yeah it's it's like a massive esky yeah to put it in in lay terms it's a huge esky
1: big chili bin
0: It's like you get an esky, and then you wrap it in foam, and 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 it it ends up being the size of a box trailer. That's a passive house. That's how well a passive house performs. But it's a house, like definitely. Mm.
1: Interesting conversation. Andrew could talk about this for hours on end. I think I would love through, to get some feedback from people or some. Yes. If anyone has any questions, I'd love to actually know a bit more about or what they're actually wanting to know some more information about because me and Andrew have been doing these every week. And generally, most of the time, these topics come off uh, what we've experienced during the week from speaking to clients, people, other builders, um, anything that comes up that we find that might be quite an interesting conversation and, and being able to offer a lot of value to you guys to try and. Help you guys out and make you aware of either some of the common mistakes or things that you may have not even known about the building industry, for example, passive house and all that sort of stuff. So, love some questions. Um, if you guys do have any information or do, wanting to know some more information about some topics or certain things, I'd love some feedback. So, would Andrew. So, uh, we're on all the socials Facebook, Instagram. Um, Andrew's always on the Instagram posting stories and stuff as well. So, whether you're on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see him pop up there under Quadrio Building Services. I'm under Joel. And for Refined Space Constructions, we will see you all next week and have a good week.
0: See you, guys. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients, brought to you by Refined Space Constructions. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.